Housemate dinner yesterday. Uh, Jimmy took a little like pre-made little chicken nuggety thing and put it in his mouth, and then he he was sitting beside me and he was backlit from the oven light or the stove light, mm-hmm. and he found out hair that was about this long and just slowly pulled it out, and it was perfectly backlit and blonde, so I could see just every centimeter as it spooled out. Nasty. It was disgusting. Um, so that's definitely not going to be our cold open. Um, oh, yeah, welcome to uh, the end of year disgusting talk, yeah. sanked up podcast. Ooh, ooh. It, it wasn't pretty. Um, mm. I can imagine, unlike our beautiful, pretty faces that everyone can see if you're over on the uh, on the YouTube channel looking at us, you can see the beers that we're going to be drinking. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm here with Lucy. Hello. Another I'm year. Adam. Hey. I'm good. I'm good. I'm all moved. I'm now in this mm. echoey, echoey, as you two chamber. call it, interrogation chamber. Yeah. Yes. So that's oh. good. Yeah. New beginnings. Yes. How are you, Lucy? Yeah. New new jumper? Yes. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> 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 Leaning into the Xbox family just that little bit yeah. more with your, what is it, a Series Y Xbox jumper? A, a, a Xbox yeah, One series X, Series J. 2 <laughs> Series jumper, J for jumper. Even. Yeah, it's J- JVS in America. That's for swear. Xbox Series <laughs> S. Very good. J- Unless it's cross stitched, then they can stick. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's our end of year show. We're going to drink some beers. We're going to talk about our favourite games of this year, and as a little bonus, we're going to talk about our favourite games of the decade because it's the end of. The 2010s. Time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's no more games, thank you. End of time. Done. I mean, I mean, just just spoiler alert. Um, as we all know, the world actually ended in 2012, and this has just been a weird fever dream of the apocalypse. So <laughs> none of the games on my list will be past 2012 because they're not real games. That's fair. Okay, that makes sense. I don't remember any games that came out before 2012 because I don't remember <laughs> the happy times. Uh, the uh, <laughs> I don't um, Wait, oh, I suppose. I, yeah, we're, we're going to cross generations as well, aren't we? Because the yep. first few years yeah. were the with the previous generation, unless they're all PC games. Obviously, then it's just one continual master race of releases mm. and and joy. Yeah, um, I have. I think <laughs> all my games have been on the PC at some point. Mm. Okay. Okay. But I think they mo- a chunk of them came out on console first. Mm-hmm. But that is for the back half of the episode, and I'm not going to derail things. <laughs> right. Well, let's drink some beers then. Adol. Shit. What, uh, what yeah. have you got first? We're going to start with. I have um, the Whiplash Ooh. Six Million Way. Um, it is a IPA um, with. Pale malt, oat malt, carapils, wheat, citra, BBC, Vic Secrets, and Centennial. So that's three malts and three hops. 
Hmm. Somehow making it six million. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like Whiplash. So it's brewed by Whiplash for Whiplash at Gypsy Hill, as we know. Um, lovely 2001-esque obelisk ape. It's the Xbox Series X on a cam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what it looks like. Um, it's got the vents and everything. Oh, yeah. I don't, we're, we're probably not going to rip into that ginormous box too much this uh, It's not this even, I don't even think it's that big. Did you, did you see the, looks... the tweet put out by um, Zerg? Is that the uh, PlayStation fridge? The PlayStation 5 was a fridge. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who was it? Was it Business Times? Who, business Times yeah, who like, actually published it. it. Yeah, like, it was well, like a settle. decently sized publication. Uh, I just want, <laughs> yes. I'll go next. I just want to say uh, I haven't seen that Whiplash beer and I'm very jealous because... I really try and hunt them down because I really like it Whiplash. It wasn't cheap, mm. and it was the last one in the bottle shop. Okay, I usually find them for a decent price in good old Sturchley Wines up here in Birmingham. Mm. Uh, the beer that I'm going to drink is from Brewed by Numbers, and oh, it's called... Well, it's their number 21, and it's a collaboration with Hobson's. Um... It's a Mosaic and Citra Pale Ale, 4.2%. This is in a 330ml can. Uh, let's have a look. Okay. This lower strength but highly hot beer fermented with Hobson's House yeast infused with the Dream Team, i got to agree, with Mosaic and Citra, providing wave after wave of passion fruit, guava, and peachy juiciness. It's so all the way up on the hop scale. It's uh, a bit medium in the bitterness, and well, I think that's pretty much it. We know it's got mosaic and citra in it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Pop this nice. It, it looks. Is it only three thirty mil? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Unlike uh, a lot of their cans, which are four forty. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um. I am uh, have a little bit of a festive um, beer. It's not really a winter beer. It's um, festive faith, Australian pale ale from Northern Monk. So this says a hazy, juicy pale ale and a perfect accompaniment to a Christmas barbecue on an Australian beach. Unpasteurised, I'm fine. This is fresh product. Should be experienced as such. Yeah, sure. What's it got? In it. All I can hear is Adil's uh, shutter on his. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. I should have it at the camera. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I thought it was um, a nice it, background sound. And it is 5.4% starting line. Uh, can you hold that up? I think that was. Yeah, I was going to buy that today. I should have. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll let, let me pick uh, between these beers. I saw that one. I was almost about to pull the trigger and then I got a different beer instead that's fair, that's but fair. it smells nice at though. least it's got a representation today yes uh, back to you Adol how was the whiplash oh, God, after, you've, after you've snapped it to death um it's real good it's good. um you can definitely <laughs> take that there are so it, it tastes like an IPA but it's quite malt forward not surprising given that the they've purposely added several malts to bring that out um so it's got the finish of a sort of stronger ipa a little citrusy tight touch bit of resin but the initial taste is like a, a balance of 
you get that juicy um, citrus fruitiness, but it's it's almost immediately coupled with that maltiness, and the malt and then the sort of initial hit from the uh, hops sort of starts to fade, and you get this malty middle, and then you're left with a, a bit of a bitter hoppy finish with the, where the resinness sort of comes in. Um, yeah. The malts are still kind of there, but it's definitely sort of initial hit, slightly hop forward, but then almost immediately just maltiness, hops fade, malty, malty midsection, and then a nice finish where they are intertwined but slightly more hop forward. Um, mm. uh, the malts are, I mean, light biscuity, um, a little, whole thing tastes a little sweet in the middle. So kind of like biscuity shortbready, but like again, yeah. just slightly. Uh, and then uh, as the hops come forward at the end, you sort of lose that sweetness and favor for for bitterness. It's yeah, real tasty. I like. I mean, we all know, uh, regular listeners know. I like a taste curve that sort of changes. This mm-hmm. is hitting various parts, and I, I like that you can sort of taste even when the uh, malt and the hops are going at the same time. They don't feel like they're fighting. They meld well when, when they're both sort of peaking, and then as one fades, uh, it fades. Uh, the other one takes over. It's just a really well balanced yet quite mm. curvy beer. Mm. Nice. What, what's nice. the what, through well? Yeah. What's the body like? like I find like a lot of whiplash beers are like nice and hefty. Um, it's actually. I mean, it looks like a juice bomb. Yeah, it, it's actually much. It's thinner than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. Given things are going on, um, so it's yeah. Like I said, it's quite juicy. The maltiness sort of pulls that away a little, um, but like mouthfeel wise, it's it's not too thick. Um, okay. Another thing, even though it's six point six percent, it's not. It doesn't really coat the tongue. You're not getting a lot of that alcohol through, or at least it's pairing well enough with the fruit that you don't notice it with the other parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's actually not. I wouldn't say it's overtly bodied. Um, okay. In, in the, in nice. Very nice. I will seek yeah. that one out. Lucy, mm. how's the brew by numbers? Yeah, um, it's pausing really nice. I don't know if the head is just because I kind of juggled it up the stairs or if it is just like <laughs> frothy and um, it's about two finger like white head at the moment. It's got a, quite a bit of haze to be honest. It's quite cloudy. Um, just probably few shades darker than straw, I'd say. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really nice. The it says on the can that the hops it's like all the way up. It's it's like five out of five on on the hops. Not really getting that. It doesn't taste that hoppy. But for me, that's not a bad thing with this beer because it's it's really easy drinking. I mean, it's only what was it four point two percent. Um, it is you know. It's, perfect session strength but you're not getting that like that hoppiness that that would make you you know maybe take a break in between sips it's just yeah. it's just flowing and it's got quite a nice it's quite light but it's still got in terms of its body but it's still got that kind of it's got like kind of nutty flavor nutty and lemony flavor I think that's coming from the malts but it's yeah I really like this it's it's not what I expected. I expected to get a bit more mosaic, a bit more citra out of it, whereas I'm getting like a bit more malt forward and 
bit of lemon in terms of the fruits rather than what did I say guava was it guava passion fruit yeah I'm, I guess I'm getting the peach um, for sure mm-hmm. um, and it's like that kind of like peach peach pulpiness that's kind of even though it's quite quite light bodied that's still giving it a bit of heft and flavour but yeah yeah I like it it's good nice I, th- I think we found previously with sort of um, you know guava and and a few of the other sort of tropical fruits that actually the flavour gets lost mm. quite easily with other things you know, like especially something like pineapple but actually then with various different hops coming out and people kind of concentrating on that I remember a couple of weeks ago um, one of you had a guava I think it was you Adam did you have a guava beer and that yeah. was kind of mm. all you got from it because it's like it's guava it's guava it's guava that's yeah, and it was like, like that's I didn't I realize get. how yeah. much you could make a beer taste like guava. Yeah, because <laughs> I think usually there's that trade-off. And the, yeah. yeah, it definitely did that job well. just wasn't, if I recall correctly, what I was looking for at the time. Yeah, I mean, I'll, mm. I'll see if the other fruits, like maybe when the temperature cools a bit, because it mm. is just like quite fresh out of the fridge at this point. Um See if the other fruits uh, come into the fall when it warms up yeah. a bit. Mm, nice, good. Um, this 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 festive faith kind of almost sits in between both of your beers, really. Hmm. Uh, I'm I'm getting a you know it's got a lovely dank tropical fruit nose to it, and it's you know it's 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 hazy. I'm not sure whether you'll get that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Camera there. It's, it's nice and hazy. It's not quite orange. It's like a weak orange squash sort of uh, colouring to it. Um, the head disappeared pretty quickly, but it's lacing on the glass still quite nicely. Um, and I would say, actually, I think the nose is better than the flavour. Mm. I put my nose in, hmm. and I get this nice tropical nose with a lot of dankness in there. But actually, in the flavour, that dankness doesn't quite come through. And I'm getting this very crisp to start and slightly thin sort of body to it and then the tropical fruits are pushing through a little bit of orange perhaps a little bit of melon maybe in there as well Okay. and it's kind of got this bitterness to it but it's very very weak mm. and you kind of get that as the sort of as the orange and as those tropical fruits kind of just fade very slightly that bitterness does creep back in, but it continues to creep in. It's not sort of like, here's the bitterness. No, it's more bitter now, 20 seconds after I sipped it, than it was three seconds after I'd initially had that, five seconds after I'd initially had that. It kind of almost like that crisp nature and the carbonation to it kind of sticks around and then just pushes that bitterness. And I'm kind of sat here almost dry in the mouth, salivating a little bit. Mm. Now, do you think that's, that's it building up, or do you think it's more that the other things were maybe standing in its way and, and it faded off, so it feels more concentrated? I think perhaps it feels more concentrated. Um, because you don't... You know, that, that I wouldn't say that this is a bitter beer at all, once I've stopped it, but now I would. Ten seconds right. later, yeah. now I would say this has bitterness. And it is only a pale ale. I'm not expecting a big heft of bitterness to it. And what kind of matches up um, with those tropical fruits, with that initial kind of flavour, it does work very well. 
But this build-up, this, this, this bitterness afterwards, that continues just to dry me out, is, is it unexpected? It's not unpleasant, but I just don't think the two elements kind of work well. You know, there's the beer, mm -hmm. and then there's this sort of aftertaste almost, and this, mm. this after-effect mm. to it. So, you know, I like the beer. Beer's nice. Yeah. But it's just got this slightly odd, not unpleasant, so, but just out of place element. So, yeah, the, the finish just doesn't quite match mm. the rest of the beer. I mean, uh, I will interject and just say, I think I forgot to say that it's very tropical, this, this beer. I think I jumped yeah. straight to some citrusness. And it's very tropical, very OT. Mm -hmm. uh, those are the notes I think I missed. Um, yeah, they're I think. probably the bigger ones. OT. I think mine's a bit OT. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yes. See, just yeah, so, we, we balance off yeah. each other very well. It's like, oh, Excellent. that's the word. I yeah, I was going to say, so when you started <laughs> mentioning some, some, some stone fruit and some tropical that's not pineapple, I was like, those are the fruity flavors mm. I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> um, Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So, should we start um, first? First segment is going to be um, all of us talking about our games of the year. And, mm. and years past, we've spent hours poring over these games, going into in-depth discussions about them and things. Um, I think for this, we'll try and I'd keep it a little bit... I'd rather do that for the back half of it. Yeah, we'll try and keep it a little bit lighter. Um, we've got a lot to to cover over the next couple of hours. So um, we will... Um, you know, we can each each run down our, our lists as we normally do, 10, 9, 8, and... Um, if we want to say a little bit more about the game, and that leads to a little bit of conversation. Yeah. Sh shall we does. go in a round? So, honorable mentions, if no one wants to say anything, loop to ten, loop around. So there's still some sort of production-wise element of suspense yeah. on the tops. Yeah, I can yeah. list off a few honorable mentions. Not many. Um, have you got Have you got a spreadsheet again? Uh, the spreadsheet is there that I'm looking at. <laughs> Uh, it's usually I put a star next to like you know oh these are the games that you know were my favourites and stuff like that um, this year's looking a little sparse but um, mm. <laughs> I will I'll just run down some I, I, I starred the honourable mentions um, Babbitt is You that was a good game yeah not didn't finish oh, that's it definitely on my list okay well I won't say anything more about that uh, <laughs> <laughs> photographs uh, that was a nice little game that I enjoyed yeah. uh, Gatto Roboto nice little Metroidvania mm -hmm. enjoyed that uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer um, Cadence of hold on sorry I have to say the full title Cadence of Hyrule colon Crypt of the ne <laughs> Necrodancer featuring the Legend of Zelda <laughs> I, I, oh, yeah. sorry. Um, just I just go like this wait, when wait. I'm just yeah yeah. Uh, Traffics, which is a little uh, traffic management sim that I enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sayonara Wild Hearts, I enjoyed that. And all, you're mentioning a lot of games I, I meant to play but didn't get around mm, to. That is basically my year. Like. I, I think this year will be very different games because it's like, oh yeah, that game that Ben really liked and I wanted to play and just didn't get around to it. So, yeah, those mm. are my. I mean, Photographs mm. was definitely one that you mentioned that I really wanted to play, and I actually mm. bought it on Steam. Mm -hmm. Then Plum forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. Until I was looking through my Steam catalog, and I was like, oh yeah, I purchased that in like May or something. Yeah. 
And now it's on Humble Bundle Original and you... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last one I'll say, uh, Pilgrims, which is a little iOS arcade game from the makers of uh, Machinarium and Samurost mm. and all those fun point-and-click games. So. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, an Apple arcade game? Yeah, so I, I think it's just Apple Arcade at the moment. I think it's on PC as well. Okay. Yeah, that that tends to that's mm-hmm. currently the weird trade-off is it's either free on Apple Arcade by your subscription or you pay or Steam. actual money for it on Steam and there's no in between. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, there was Sayonara nice. Wild Hearts, which uh, came out on console as well, so that's something. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Good. Um, I'll run through my honorable mentions. I think last year, um, I, I'm continuing the trend of games I played in the pre, you know, from a yeah. previous year, released from a previous year. Oh, so one okay. of my honorable mentions is sort of previous um, oh, nice. game releases. Uh, I think the ones I enjoyed the most were probably um, Subnautica, um, mm. Rise of the Tomb Raider, mm. which I spent a lot of time in, uh, Tacoma, and Forgotten Anne. So, oh yeah, I started for yeah, um, yeah, a, a range it. of a range of games. I think I found this year I played such a different range of genres and, and 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 things where I'm picking up smaller experiences. You know, leaning out of the um, leaning out of both, say the AAA space and the indie space, mm-hmm. finding games that kind of sit in between. They're not quite double A, but they're not quite indie. Yeah. they don't kind of. Yeah, there's like BA games. Almost, yeah, they're in this kind of middle ground. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Rise of the Tomb Raider is a much bigger game. Tacoma has that level of production that kind of just lifts it a little bit. But Subnautica, uh, really fun game. Um, played that a lot more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. That's why it's on it because I suddenly yeah. kind of I was playing. I'm like, yeah, this is fine. This is okay. And then suddenly just it clicked. I'm like, yes, I, I do want to actually go and explore over here and then craft some more bits and do this and do these sorts of things. You know, it gave me that kind of feeling I initially wanted from something like No Man's Sky mm-hmm. which you know was a very different experience when it released um, and I think Subnautica kind of saw that space and it has evolved through early access and those sorts of things but is now quite a good sort of survival building exploration style okay. yeah. game. I think you'd really like the Outer Wilds then because I, sta- mm. I started that um, over the last week, haven't finished it, so that I'll I'll mention that as well. I haven't finished it, but that was good. And if we're going back to previous years, um, yeah. like I I played more games from previous years than I think this year. <laughs> this year, really? so like stuff like uh, Mini Metro, um, oh, Legend cool. of Zelda: Link Between Worlds. Um, I finished Yoshi's Island this year. You know, just a lot of. A lot of things from previous years. Bully, I played Prey, I played Alan Wake, mm. and, you know, so many games. Oh, and I could I forget Crackdown 3. That came out this year. Oh, it did come <laughs> Didn't out crack year, the yes. top is that, ten. Is that an honourable mention? That is, it is, because that game's fun. It's not a good or is game. It just, is it just a mention? A mention. Is it, just a no, mention. no, it's an honourable mention, because I genuinely <laughs> enjoyed listening to podcasts yeah. and playing as Terry Crews and just doing dumb shit. It was good. <laughs> good. Um, Adol, honourable mentions. Uh, I just have the one, and it was mostly because I realised the reason I liked it was pure nostalgia. Hmm. 
so I've got Link's Awakening in the honorable mention slot because yeah. I, I didn't end up finishing it on the Switch because I happened to in the summer have found my old Game Boy with one cart, the original Link's Awakening, and all it made me want mm. to do was play it in all its broken, terrible control glory. Like, uh, I saw the quality of life stuff, but there were also things that clearly were added in, like, the DS version and then subsequently on uh, the Switch that were... They clashed with my nostalgia, like, some of the, like, flipping to 2D bits. Mm. And I'm like, I don't remember how this dungeon actually went. Oh, I kind of want to play the old one, even though it means that, like, I will have to only have two abilities at a time, etc. Yeah. Mm. Um... So and I really liked it. I like the art style. Yeah, it doesn't me too. play super well on the Switch. No, I was about to say ultimately, the original probably runs better. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ultimately, it scratched an itch, but like if I didn't if I hadn't found that cart, I probably would have finished the whole thing. But now it's like, okay, there's enough difference that my nostalgia is driving me towards the original, which I have access to so long as I'm in Canada. <laughs> um so when I go next, I'll I'll probably deal with that. Um so again, like it, 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 I had a like a moment where I was playing it quite a bit, and then it just didn't quite work for my own idiosyncrasies. Yeah, mm. that's fair. yeah, it's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, nice. So let's loop around back to you, Lucy, and we'll mm. start our countdown. Number ten. Mm. What is it? Is it something to, you want to? To be discuss? honest, um, the bottom five for me are in no particular order, really. Okay. Um, so I'll go with uh, Astrologaster, which was oh, I really a to play that. yeah. I mean, I I was going through the games and I was just like, hmm, I could put like there's so many games that I could put at like number ten. You know, could have put mm. like Crackdown on there or something. Yeah. To that effect, um, but you know, Astrologaster, I I really liked the voice acting in it. It, it was um, it was it was a novel. It was like a visual novel, but you know, set in medieval times about this wacko doctor, and it was—it's funny. It had like a good old, you know, chorus singing like um, interstitial texts and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I recall. I saw a yeah. quick look on Jive Bomb, I think, of it, mm. of it, and that it looked real good. Um, yeah, it was just good fun, you know. Um, not one that's really memorable, but when you look back and it's like, oh yeah, I played that and I enjoyed my time with it. Like, like, it takes a lot for a game to make me laugh and that one did, so. Yeah, totally. That's on there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Um, my number 10 is Erica. Mm. And oh, I yeah. think it's on there and it beat a few other games much more because of the experience of playing it with Kim mm. than the game itself. <laughs> you know, having that kind of FMV drama thriller style game um, that, that Kim and I could play together it's the type of TV shows that she enjoys it's delivered in a very similar kind of way and we could both sit down and make decisions together and discuss it as we would with a you know a, t- a TV show mm-hmm. it made it um, you know we talk about kind of games that try and change kind of the medium up a little bit or, or merge different types of uh, media together I think this one works quite well in kind of finding a middle ground um, for, for different people to, to come into. And I think it's probably better, like, I definitely enjoy the experience and know that I enjoy the experience more playing it with Kim than I would have done had I just played it by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if, if, you know, if anyone likes the sound of that, and um, we, we've talked about it before, obviously, 
Um, yeah. Um, then it's definitely one to play with a friend. I was going to say, that's the, the number one reason I didn't end up um, playing through it was because I kind of wanted to play with somebody. Because from your um, mm. story of it, it just seemed like it would work a lot better. Um, it's another reason why like I haven't been super pursuing Man from Medan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the new game from the people who did whatchamacallit. Until uh, Dawn. Until Dawn. Might Until come Dawn, up in conversation yeah, later. Super yeah. massive. Yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, it just seems like what I want to do Not is play Civ 5, with, no. Know, four people. Yeah. Um, yeah, so same idea. Like, So I've got a handful mm. of these games, which is like, oh, these would be really fun mm. sitting on a couch with someone, mm. even if they're not a gamer. Like, mm. It's someone... worth holding, like, mm. holding them in the back pocket yeah. so to speak there's someone yeah, f- flipping a deck deck of cards I, I keep hearing this hand check not me playing with velcro apologies <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like someone flipping a deck of cards <laughs> I, I didn't even it's notice like, it was just sitting beside me there's a grifter me in here getting ready to you know yeah. play some blackjack <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna gambit over um, here key, hey, <laughs> Viewers on YouTube, you can see that you will be able to spot the look in my face where I realized what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, is that his cat or something? Uh, sorry, no. Nope. Anyway. Nah, all me. Uh, no, no worries. Uh, my, my, no, my, my number 10 is mostly um, for concepts. I waffled on whether this should be an honorable mention or a number 10, but mm. I did dip back into it a few times in the year when I remembered it existed. But that um, meditations. Are you still Velcroing? The, uh, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I hear. It. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe it's just I will, me. Just, I will just do this. Um, the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the new oh, podcast. Yeah. Um, Meditations. Meditations. Uh, uh, yes. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it for like the first week and a half I had it. I, I checked in every day. Then I forgot about it for months mm. and I checked back in. But I really like the premise of like indie experiences and and the, I, the like pushing the sort of churn of video games as a premise mm. rather than the sort of a fault we currently have of just always focusing on things. And if I've I quickly did uh, a look up to remind myself, and I think that next year it just recycles. Oh, they're okay. continuing it. So there's because they originally came up with 365 things. Mm-hmm. So I believe um, now, if you miss January 4th on the com- upcoming January 4th, you'll be able to play that same game again. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. uh, again, it was it was only one article that said that explicitly, but um, um, it's worth trying out. Um, mm-hmm. And in general, I thought I thought most of the experiences were either really cool, like. How to give make a narrative point in like thirty five seconds, mm. or how to show an interesting type of gameplay in thirty five seconds, and I think that was just it just like like the thing. Meditations is a great sort of name for it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was worth yeah. pointing out, uh, even though I didn't play it throughout the year. No, yeah, yeah I completely forgot that that came out. So mm. yeah, it was like a little game jam every day, um, but it actually spotlighting Sit separate one every day. Yeah, that was cool. And that's mm-hmm. good that they're recycling it. I mean, if elusive targets came yeah. back, anything can. So, um. <laughs> number right. nine. Number nine, Lucy. Uh, I went with Void Bastards. It's um, oh. it's a game Another that game I, I meant to play. Mm, 
It's probably a game that I probably wouldn't have typically played. It was a first-person roguelite set in space. Um, But it came to Game Pass, and I think that's, you know, emblematic of just how good this year has been for, like, subscribers of, like, Game Pass and Apple Arcade, just experiencing Mm -hmm. things that you may not have taken the gamble on um, originally. Uh, But yeah, it was was a melange of, like, completely different systems that I probably wouldn't have batted an eyelid at previously. Like, I don't like roguelikes. Um... Not a massive fan of space games myself, but but it's got a cool comic um, like art style to art it. Style. Yeah, it's 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 got its humor as well. Um, I think I think a lot of the uh, enemies are voiced by like Scottish people talking about Iron Brew and stuff like that. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's just, <laughs> it was just a good experience. It was like. It was one of those games where it's like, oh, I can't stop playing this. The gameplay loop's so fun. Um, it's one of those that, I, you know, it's just like, oh, I'll give it a chance. And it really ended up enjoying. So nice. that's on there. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, my number nine, um, which is Metro Exodus, mm-hmm. is kind of almost, yeah. it's almost the opposite to your experience with, with Void Bastards. You know, I went into this really looking forward to it. And it, didn't quite live up to the previous games and I think that very much came down to uh, the direction that they took it in um, making it slightly more open mm. um, not open like, world but kind like of open hubs wasn't it like hub yes, areas an open, yeah. an open field almost mm. you know you'd load into a level and it's a big rectangle and you can kind of go anywhere within that and do anything within that until you hit that that critical Mm. Uh, path and that story point kind of like and Rise of the Tomb Raider like, kind of like that yes yeah yeah, mm. yeah similar well mm-hmm. Rise of the Tomb Raider kind of at least had corridor elements yeah. you know you'd have that kind of that rectangle but you could lead off somewhere mm-hmm. going doing a little bit of platforming Metro kind of just loaded you into it and you are then there within yeah. that oh, okay. space um, it was still good it felt good it was uh, it was a good shooter competent shooter and still gave me elements of the Metro series, you know, obviously pushed mm-hmm. the story forward, kept the characters, mm-hmm. a little bit of investment there with, with what's going on. But just that loss of um, close, tight, confined spaces, you know, one of the best levels on that game mm-hmm. was where you go into this mountain, and mm-hmm. you're in this kind of like bunker area, and it's actually, and it's, it's corridors. Okay. And that's what you're doing, you're going through corridors, you're moving yeah. through rooms. You don't know who's going to come out from where, rather than being able to see enemies kind of cresting the the, the horizon or you know knowing kind of where they are because you can see them travelling towards you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it still had those elements, but it just wasn't quite um, quite enough across yeah. the whole because, game yeah. for me for it to be a bit higher. Because I know that people right. love those games for you know their stories, like mm. most of all. Um, whenever I hear about Metro, you hear it's like oh yeah, it's like proper survivalist gameplay but also the stories are really cool because you know based on you know the novels and stuff like that but yeah it's a shame that they lost their way a bit with that but i remember you talking in you know early on in the year and you did enjoy it so yeah i did it's not it's not a oh this just gets on by default you you may have called on it since but you know 
Yes. It is definitely worthy of a place. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it is, definitely. Uh, Adam, number nine. Um, I think I might have actually missed talking about this, but I picked up... Oh. Uh, a few months back, I picked up Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 and had the opportunity right. to play it with a housemate, which is exactly what I was waiting mm-hmm. around to do. Uh, I really, mm. really liked... Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2, I thought they were fantastic um, Marvel games, but also just sort of co-op, sort of RPG elements of a co-op brawler with a decent plot. Uh, I think Ultimate Alliance 3 has some trade-offs of the other ones, but it's, I mean, it's still that core gameplay experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they traded some, made it slightly easier to pick up and play. Uh, and lost some of the depth of a couple of the modes the other ones had, but ultimately, hey, um, alliancely, uh, marvelly, um, <laughs> doesn't doesn't freely. Work. No. Sorry, yeah, it really doesn't doesn't work at all. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just it. It's been a while since a new game has sort of made me sort of do. Oh yeah, the couch co-op. We could just it's new, but let's play it. Let's have fun. Mm. Um, not. Oh, we have to somehow make it work on the same computer, but clearly this game wants us to be on two separate computers, which I guess we could put beside each other. Uh, it was clearly designed as a couch co-op game. Mm-hmm. It's a Switch. I understand why it was exclusive to the Switch, and it, it just was. Yeah, it's just solid. Yeah, nice reasonable plot. Yeah, just a just a solid solid game. Yeah, that game has its defenders. Hey. Other franchises. Yeah, who are the I didn't mean that, but it, but it, but uh, it does have me. Defenders, Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, <laughs> and Namor. I don't think you can play as all four of the defenders <laughs> in, in Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, but yeah, it, like it, it, it wasn't something on my radar, and it kind of came and went. But as I say, yeah. it's got its defenders. So people who enjoyed it, it enjoyed felt it. Came and went. Like I bought it after mm. the big hype, and I got it on a sale, and that was great for me. Um, yeah. yeah. Nice. Good. So, uh, let's do our number eights, and then maybe we'll have a little bit of a break for another beer. Lucy, number eight. Mm. Let me consult my spreadsheet. Um, uh, I put Wilmot's Warehouse, which is oh, yes. the cute little um, Amazon... I say tycoon <laughs> game, but Amazon... Um, Organizational and sorting game. Amazon sitting mm. like an Amazon warehouse. warehouse yeah, game. yeah. Um, despite its like clearly brutal connotations, especially how that game ends, I will not spoil it. But um, it it's 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 a game where you learn something about yourself and how OCD you are and how mm. much you can possibly care for a little anthropomorphic square. With a cute face, um, it's basically a puzzle game where you're just—I uh, mean, I spoke about it on the podcast before—where you're um, given like tons of tons of items. It's seen from a two D perspective, and all these different items are tiles, and it's up to you to um, organize your warehouse. So when the shutters open in the warehouse and people want these items, you can get them to these people in the most efficient way without running out of time mm-hmm. it's on timer um it's 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 equally relaxing as it is very stressful and <laughs> it's just it's just a novel idea for a puzzle game and it's something different that we haven't seen so 
I really enjoyed it, and nice. Wilmot's my guy. I hope he has a successful what was the full future. Name again? Wilmot's Warehouse. Yeah, it's on Steam and Switch where I played it. Because it is the perfect Switch game. Speaking of Switch, uh, shout out to Super Mario Maker 2 this year as well. That was very good. Did it make your list? Ah, uh, no. But I love it. It's just, it's just because I could have put anything as my bottom five, and that just didn't. Yeah. That's the end of the. I I thought about honorable mention, <laughs> but I I honestly let go of it a little quicker than I thought I would. Um, I think I never mm. got into I never got into it enough to make a level, so I felt like I wasn't really mm. experiencing the whole thing. Oh, I made yeah. some levels. Oh, I I remember. Mm. So do I. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was clearly too deal hard. Deal with that carnage. Yeah. I'm rubbish, <laughs> rubbish at Mario, obviously. No, I need to um, become a better designer. It's not you two. <laughs> Blame the designer. Um, <laughs> my my number eight is also a puzzle game that did something a little bit different. Uh, but it doesn't really have a name because it's called Untitled Goose Game. Mm, that's a name. Uh, it, yeah, it is a name. <laughs> um, I think this would have been much higher on my list if the... If the puzzles had have been uh, through that middle section of the game, had have been a little bit tighter, hadn't kind of just repeated um, being an asshole goose. Um, you know, it's got some clever, it's got some clever mm. ideas where it, it, you know, you have to get one human to chuck something over the wall and scaring people in certain ways and taking stuff in various different ways uh, to, to to put somewhere and stuff. And it's it's fun. It's got it's full of humour. Mm. Uh, I think similarly to how we you know talk about something like genital jousting, it, it does have that <laughs> level of, of humour to it, um, and and it is just it's satisfying to just honk at a young boy who is scared of a goose. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, but I, I think. Go on. I was just. I think that the, the puzzles just let it down just a little mm, bit. It was a little bit of jank and not enough yeah. direction for me. But I, I I grew to like that game the more I played. But um, yeah, there was just a lack of like visual feedback. Sometimes it's like, am I doing this right? But then when I learnt like the the idiosyncrasies of the game and the design, it became a bit better. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, um. I knew you were going to mention it, so... Yeah. Uh, it's, it's higher up on my list, but I had... Oh, games. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, basically, uh, I've had... Um, I thought last year was a thin year for me playing games. This year was way thinner. I didn't realize how few games I played. And mm-hmm. uh, honestly, a big thing that got things on the list this year were... Did I go back to it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Goose Game just... It tickled me the right way. It was also the right length for someone who is having a year where I'm not playing a lot of games. Definitely, and so it's, yeah. It's like it was good. I paused halfway through, got a little frustrated with getting that fucking pint glass in the, oh, the river. Uh, did it. You know, yeah. finished the game. Didn't finish all the uh, bonus activities. Oh, like, no. Really no. <laughs> um, yeah, I was really never going to roll those cabbages into the... Um, I also... Really enjoyed that there were things you could do that weren't necessarily attached to the specific game, uh, like like in the what was it second level or whatever where you're harassing that boy. Like mm-hmm. the shopkeep was in your way. Like you had to get things in the basket without her noticing. Mm-hmm. You can also just take shit <laughs> and make her pace back and forth. And yeah. why I really liked that game was harassing people on my own means rather than yeah. just checking things off the mm-hmm. list. 
And so, like, I kind of liked not looking at the list and just seeing what I could do in an area mm-hmm. and yeah. ended up just accidentally doing things. And that's also how I got a few of the, like, post-game activities, bef- like, that, that secret list popped up a few times for me by the end of the game before oh, I actually okay. unlocked it. That's interesting. So I was just fucking about. And it, it was, yeah, I kind of treated cool. it like um, Grand Theft Goose. <laughs> like, I was just seeing what I could do in the world, right? And I, that's why I really liked mm. it. And then finding out, oh, this was a thing that they secretly wanted me to do just made me mm. want to do more and more of that. And I totally agree. Like, some of those puzzles just weren't great. And, like, especially, yeah, some of them were just sort of either not clear enough or just kind of you have to fight the jank. That, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I get it. I just, I, for me personally, I didn't think it, it was enough to. There was a wonder of being the goose and seeing what I could get away with. Yeah. And a lo- like mm. I said, a lot of the time it was, I know this is literally just pathing coding. of like mm. moving a thing, watching the person come back, honking at them, having them startle, and then still pursue the thing. Or if I honk at them at the right moment, they're going to repath to a different object that I have moved. Yes. And like yeah. figuring out that balance was just fun, mm. even if I didn't need either of those objects necessarily. Mm. Like I just really enjoyed exploring that game and I don't know why like I get it like there's nothing built into the gameplay that pushes you towards that but I really liked it now you understand so that was my number three oh wow okay now you understand again it was a weird year for me why I like Hitman ultimate goose game the ultimate sandbox untitled very similar yes in terms of cultural impact that goose game is probably number one yeah, yeah, well, yeah absolutely. which is great. Yeah, mm. and actually, actually so I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if part of the reason why I stayed with it was because it was in the being memed and people were talking about it in mm. all my game mm. gaming groups. Everyone just sort of jumped on it, and it's one of the few games that I got at the same time as like the media mm. social media cycle. So it's very easy to stick to. And I love the um, very ending when, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, the bell, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that is good. Bell, and you just suddenly, you suddenly just clicks like, yeah. oh yes, yes, very good. Um, so, Adam, what is your number seven? Eight or seven? Oh, eight. eight. Oh, eight. Yes, we are yeah. on eight. Yes. Um, it's something that Lucy just mentioned. Jump ahead. It's Cadence of Hyrule. All right, it's okay. the first rhythm game I've played in ages. I love the innovation, even though it's Crypt of the Necrodancer, which I have just never got around to playing. For years, um, it helped me that it was a Zelda game, even though it was obviously a Necrodancer game. Uh, I liked playing a Zelda. Yeah, uh, and honestly, it was just—it was. I mean, to be honest, the Zelda sometimes fucked me up because I wanted to go to default Zelda game, and it was like, nope, <laughs> gotta keep that fucking beat, otherwise you'll get nowhere. <laughs> but um, I, but I was like banging really, my head yeah, like, but, but like, all the way through when, that. When game. you get in the zone in that game, mm. it is one of the most satisfying things and so although I didn't finish it uh, uh, I I put it on the list because uh, it's been a long time since I've like in the zone like that game it's like when you're playing a driving game and you just see the line Mm -hmm. like you're just just, you and the gameplay are really interconnected in a very clear way and and very few games allow you that like Mm -hmm. a first person shooter you could be in the zone but it's, it's just too much interplay you're never like you're usually not clear, at least in a, a multiplayer one, or maybe something on rails. You might You're, not like, oh, yeah, bang, bang, bang. You're not a pro yeah, gamer. You're not a pro gamer. Yeah, it's it's a thing that I really felt like I was doing the game yeah. optimally, and it felt good, and I was clearly hitting the gameplay loop exactly right. 
and it has to be exact because of the nature of the rhythm. So like it just mm. feeds on itself, and you re- you focus narrowly, and it's just really satisfying yeah. when you go through a stretch of stretch of that game just just playing it well. Same, yeah. And that, it's not like it, yeah. yeah. It's not like it took a lot of skill to play it well in that sense. Like no, like, yeah, that's what I was it, worried it, about because I'm not good at rhythm games, and but it's so approachable, and you can turn it with um a fixed beat mode, but that's like no point. You're better off just playing yeah, the I way it intended. Yeah, I just didn't work. Nah. And the Kakariko crypt track to that game is probably the best song I've heard all year. It's so good. That soundtrack, I, I definitely I mean, had the whole like soundtrack's a great. Of, yeah. of just listening to the soundtrack same. on YouTube. Yeah, same. As I studied and stuff. Absolutely. Nice. Good. Good game. Excellent. So, uh, are, we, are we ready for another bit? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I finished mine. Yeah. Uh, we'll roll back round. Uh, Adol, you you kicked off. You opened your, your beer first, yep. didn't you? So, do you want me to do it again? Yes, please. I have something from a little-known brewery called Cloudwater. <laughs> Don't know. No, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a West Case Dipper called What's Best for Us is also What's Best for You. Ah oh, yes. I'm not uh, sure if I had. Oh, I went to Clydewater's tap room. I don't know how long it's been since I recorded with you guys. It's but been a few weeks, actually, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I went to their tap uh, room. So really cool. It's got these it's the political balances written for who, sponsored for who, and it's got all kinds of flavor text. Oh yes, yeah, so political parties write their manifestos not just to create a picture of our future that wins your votes, but to draw in wealthy sponsors from powerful places. Who is pulling their strings? Who do parties have in mind with their proposals to change the course of government budgets, investment in our collective futures, and the rights of UK's citizens and workforce? Are their ears bent by the peoples in your street or by the powerful lobbyists, foreign powers, or multinational corporations? Invest time in familiarizing yourself with each party's manifestos and align with what's best for you, and that's also what's best for us. Yeah, Yeah, so that did work. I I, I saw that on the uh, shelves, and I... I was just like, no, oh, this is a Cloudwater beer I haven't had, and I started reading that. I was just put it down immediately. I was like, yeah. I just want to know what this so, tastes like. <laughs> no politics in beer. So, yeah. It's a it's a nine percent uh, West Coast Dipper that says, "Please vote on the twelfth of December." Nice. Okay. I mean, lots of people know that's which, not true. Which day not was it? it was, uh, if it, if I picked it up on election day, that was even funnier. When was I actually at the beer shop? <laughs> Last. It Thursday. might have been. Was it Thursday? Or was Thursday, it Wednesday? I can't remember if I was no, there well, last when Wednesday. You, you were there yeah. the day. You, you were there before Thursday, I think. Okay, that's all right then. That's probably. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, no. I'll get my pour. I'm like, I, I'm they good. Judge me. Uh, who opened next, Lucy? Yeah. Who opened next? Who um, next? I'm going to open up a beer from Track Brewing Company, um, nice. who have a tap room right next to Cloudwaters, um, so that's yeah. sweet. Um, Did you go in there as well? Yes. Um, mm. Well, I think their main one was closed, but they had like a little pop-up kind of thingy there. Okay. I'm not sure. But um, I hate to live in Manchester again. Um <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, <laughs> that just impressed me then. And this is called Half Dome, and it's a pale ale, 5.3%. Um, a nice little can nice art. Can. It is just like, mm. it's like Mr. Blobby 
has chicken pox. Um, yeah. Uh, let's have a look. I don't think we've definitely any... aged ourselves with <laughs> Mr. Blobby references. <laughs> we? Uh, malt, uh, super pale wheat, oats, Vienna hops are Galaxy Citra, Simcoe. Uh, yeast is. I don't know if I, I'm not familiar with my yeast. I don't know if that says LA free or if it's. L A I I I I don't know. <laughs> um, L A the third. Yeah, it's the third L A, and that's it. Designed by A H Creative. So they Mr. Blobby fans. Nice, nice. Mm. Good, get it poured. I yep. am drinking a double dry hot, double India pale ale um, called Hybrid Moments from Frau Gruber. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had not a beer from these guys before, but I've had a like a collaboration. I can't remember who it was a collaboration with, whether it was Garage or maybe Northern Monk. I don't remember exactly who it was, but I've seen their name. Uh, I was chatting with Lewis in the bottle shop, and I uh, I missed out on that um, Wylam skunky. Uh, you know, Pepe Le Pew covered uh, beer that they put out uh, a month or a few few weeks or so ago, uh, and I wanted something a bit dank. And um, Lewis said, "This this should be pretty pretty dank." Uh, and also, Frau Gruber, you know, it's that time of year. It's Christmas. Everyone's watching Die Hard with Hans Gruber, mm. so it, it fits the it fits the season. Um, Do I ever says, a Christmas movie? No, it fucking it, fucking it definitely is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it doesn't matter what you think about it. It's a great. It's movie. okay. You can think either way. Just don't fight yeah. with people on the internet on it. Exactly. Oh yes. yes. <laughs> uh, the hops. The hops are brow or brew one, galaxy, Motueka, and mosaic BBC. Uh, that's all it gives me. Just says it has uh, barley malt, wheat malt, uh, which is spelled wrong, um, <laughs> and oat malt, hops and yeast. There we go. Wait. That's it. A, a, a nice can, sort of this slightly raw ash type, um, almost sea kind of watery sort of um, thing. Maybe it's like fungus. Maybe it's like the underside of a mushroom. Who knows? Yeah, I was like, that looks like a clicker. <laughs> yeah, it does a little actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More on that one later. Oh, perhaps. Um, it is. <laughs> 8.3%. Oh, you're starting on those? Oh, you the big boys. Oh, mate, the next, my next beer is a fucking beast. Stout, so I've got to just. Well, got, you know what? I'll, 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 and, I'll join you there. I, I was doing low to high, but I'll just skip <laughs> and go straight for the banger. <laughs> if you're Shuts doing it. In. Yeah. I mean, my, mine's a 9% West Coast dipper. Now? Um, what yeah. you're drinking now? Jesus. I need to stick my game. Why should you just crack open the other? <laughs> uh, Adol, how is um, it? How is the beer? Uh, it's actually um, more less opaque than I was going to expect. I thought there might be some haze going on, but it's actually quite clear. On YouTube, you can see fingers behind. If you can't, that's just because I have a bad camera. <laughs> mm. uh, head was kind of big, kind of did a poor pour, but disappeared quite well, uh, quickly. Legs are reasonable. Kind of quick, but good coating. Um, I just smelled and got some head in my nose. That's not how you nose a beer. You don't inhale it. 
through the nostril. Boy, that's a weird feeling. Uh, I've been doing this for years. <laughs> I'm an amateur beer taster. Um, it's quite sweet. I'm going to touch malty on the nose. Mm. Um, it's like lemony citrus. Um, oh, that, that extra percentage gives it that viscosity. It gives it that velvety coating. Um, I'm getting a lot of lemon citrus off of this. Um, it's quite crisp. Um, I'm getting... Mm. I'm not sure if this is lingering from the previous one, but I am getting some a little bit of maltiness. Yeah. So it could easily be lingering, because um, it's not a lot. But it's, mm. it's crisp. It's... it's um, it's got this crisp citrusiness, but like the fruits that are, are kind of soft. Mm. So I'm getting something not like super distinct fruits. They're kind of soft. Um, the nine percent is adding a sweetness, but I think the softness of the fruit, such that it's like somewhere between the stone fruit and tropical, can't quite tell. Uh, the, yep. the sweetness is melding really well with that sort of less discernible fruitness, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it, again, it tastes a little lemon forward and then just quite sort of, hey, this is a, this is a 9% really tasty IPA. Got some things going on, light citrus, maybe a light um, uh, tropical, but nothing... A good balance of them. This is just a really crisp um, IPA. Uh, not again because it's West Coast. It's not super hoppy bitter. Um, it's really mm-hmm. easy to drink, which is dangerous. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nice. And like I said, there's this That's under good. underlying maltiness, um, light biscuity, not as oat. OT as the last one, like a, just more biscuity, but underlying the thing, it ends with uh, a standard sort of bittery hoppiness, and that sweetness from the alcohol slowly fades on the finish, till you are left with a lingering kind of dry mouth um, bitterness, mm. but just kind of like why I'm reaching for it isn't oh I need to quench thirst, though that's part of it. It's mostly oh I would like to try that more. Yeah. Uh, my biggest complaint is probably that um, given that everything's sort of kind of soft and amorphous uh, taste-wise, like things are blended really well together, they're going a little quick for my taste, so mm-hmm. I want to because again it's a little amorphous, like how much is tropical, how much is stone fruit, I'm not sure I'm reaching for it earlier to try and re-diagnose and, and again, because it's so quick this may not last as long as it should Sure. Okay. Sure. That's fair. We'll see see how it evolves as yeah. you as you drink it. Uh, Lucy. Mm. How's yours? Um, like a deal. I'm having to probably gonna have to talk through this and try and understand what's going on. Um, mm. it looks exactly like yours though, Ben. Um, the same glass probably helps. Uh, yes. It's it's very. So sad. Well, it's completely. <laughs> what is it, an old one that you smashed or? <laughs> did you no, not attend this I, I, one? No, that, that, that was, was the didn't, didn't attend. Was the oh, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll sell it to you for a thousand pounds, thousand Canadian <laughs> dollars. Because 
the pine's not gonna be worth anything. Um, hey, it surged on fucking the morning after. Watch it tank, you know. Oh yeah, well. Yeah, tank like tanked up. up. See the pound yeah. in a year. <laughs> hey. hey, sorry, you were saying. Yeah, massive tangent by me. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's a nice uh, yellowy color. It's hmm. really, 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 really. Easy. It's basically opaque. It's a very good looking beer though. Hmm. Not getting much on the aroma. At most, I'm getting a little bit of citrus, a little bit of orange, mm. a little bit of orange peel, but not much. That's mm. very pale, very light. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, I had a few sips before. It had a very funky first taste, which is a bit strange, mm. but um, seems to have mellowed um, as I poured okay. the rest of the can in there. It's very, very soft. It's, it's, I think it's softer than the first beer that I had, which was extremely like light bodied. Um, this is, this has a bit more of a viscous mouthfeel, but just in terms of that soft like water quality, this is like just so smooth, just so easy mm. drinking. Um, what hops did this? Did this have an? It, it had Galaxy. So Galaxy Citra, I can smell the Citra, maybe taste a bit of that Citra and that Simcoe, but it's not that overly fruity taste to it. Um, it's quite understated. It's yeah. Mm, it, it, it is just a pale ale. I'm not expecting massive amounts of fruit, and there's virtually no bitterness that I can really taste. Um, but yeah, I wish it was doing a bit more because um, I expect a lot, a lot of good things from Track, a lot of flavour in their beers. But yeah. this, this just doesn't have that final punch. It's, a, it's a pleasant beer. It's very easy to drink, and it's like, oh, this could be gone within a number of seconds if I wasn't listening to, um, you know, like you, you a deal. But yeah, I wish I had a bit more. I wish there was a bit mm. more fruit, maybe a bit more bitterness because I like, yeah, a bit more punch. Bit more, mm-hmm. bit more to say, bit more to show, okay. but um, yeah. maybe it'll grow on me a bit more. But for yeah. now, it's just like, yeah, this isn't a nice beer, and I would happily nice. go to the you know tap room and drink ten of these. In a row. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good. Um, so uh, I'm really impressed by mine. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the first, the first beer from Frau Gruber that I've had. Um, double dry hopped, double India Pale Ale. Uh, like your beer, I definitely get that. That eight point three percent definitely comes in in the body. You've got that velvetiness. You've got that slight thickening of it as well. And uh, like both of your first beers as well. Now this said, it's got um, oat malt in there, and you definitely get that oatiness through. Uh, but first off, you have this kind of slightly sweet, slightly stewed fruity nose to it which has a very slight hint of a uh, like this this slight pineiness to it not much mm-hmm. on the nose you know it's those sweet kind of fruits that are pushing through on the nose and unlike the first beer it matches through in that flavor that you get those those slightly sweet slightly stewed fruits mm-hmm. that sit at the front you know they're 
maybe a little bit more um, sort of the, the, the tropical fruits rather than sort of citrus or stone fruits or something. It's it's a little bit maybe leaning into not so much kind of grapefruit, but there's just this kind of slight essence of that in there as well. I can't remember what the hops were. I think it was uh, Galaxy, uh, Mosaic, Motueka, and mm. uh, Brew One. Um, but it does lead on to actually quite a light pininess. Mm -hmm. And I was expecting maybe something a bit more dank, something a little bit more maybe weedy uh, to come through. But actually it balances that quite well, that you're not hit by this big dank kind of finish to it. That it just leads into this nice, very level... Uh, really well balanced for the sort of the slightly sweeter fruits are getting pininess towards the end mm -hmm. not a huge amount of bitterness with it but the finish on this leaves you with a nice overall sort of flavor and whilst it's still drying me out it isn't screaming at me to drink it to quench mm. my thirst right um, you know it, it wants me to go back into go oh what was that how are these flavors combining and, and flowing through I, I want to just see how that pineness is coming back in just a just a little bit more and I mean I've already smashed probably half the can <laughs> whilst you two have been talking so oh dear. it's very very <laughs> easy to drink I think maybe the sweetness that you're getting from the fruits maybe is a little bit of that higher alcohol as well. Right. Um, you know, you get that, not not the burn that you get from those higher alcohols, but you can get that slight um, sort of residue almost uh, mm. that you kind of, you just, you know that there's a little bit more alcohol in this yeah. than, you know, than a standard, than a, say like a juice bomb, which would hide it through that big punch of sort of fruit flavors. Because this is balanced quite well, that alcohol just is allowed to show itself very briefly. Right. Um, so, yeah, really well made. Uh, very, <laughs> very impressed with this. Nice. Um, just a, a few more thoughts on mine. Getting a bit of a slight bit of sweetness, a slight bit of syrupiness, a um, bit of fruitiness on this beer. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's coming along now. Still not good. where I quite want it to be, but definitely getting a bit more flavor there which is good mm. Mm. nice good um so we'll, we'll lean back into our um end of year lists um we've, mm -hmm. we've rattled on a little bit with some of these i think we need to speed it up yeah. very very slightly that's or we um, might end up releasing, feel free to cut this but we might end up releasing two episodes uh one of the front half and one of the back half Possibly, yeah. possibly. We could, we could, we could uh, split it. We out. will I talk think, about that later. <laughs> I think what it is is that <laughs> none of ours will overlap this year, whereas last year. Mm. Yeah, last year there was a lot. Of, yeah, a lot the of top flavor. five yeah, overlapping. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So loose, yes, and we've already. I'm mentioned quite keen some. on talking <laughs> about the old, the the, the, the decade is the, is I guess the the problem I have with rushing. I think yeah, it's more interesting, yeah. but that's also because I um, played basically twelve games. No, I, I, you know what? <laughs> to uh, shake it up a bit, um, I'm gonna list my seven and my six. Oh, okay. cool. Okay, just let's to, say it, that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hurry things up a bit. Um, my six or seven, interchangeable at this point, are Gears Five. Um, brilliant. Mm. You know, third-person shooter. They make the best. Even though it's a coalition this time around, they, they still make the best 
feeling shooters and it's even though like the last gears was what it was 2016 and i actually prefer yeah. gears 4 to <laughs> gears 5 i was like yeah. you know what i don't think i'm in the mood for another gears but turns out i was and the fact that it was on game pass <laughs> makes it even easier even better it's, it's nothing feels like it. it's just so well playing and yeah. stories uh stories gears oh. but it's like solid yeah solid um and my other game is a short hike which is Ooh, also on my list and it's also on humble it came out early on humble and it's very striking in its art style it's got this like pixelated it's 3D and I don't even know what the term for it is. It's, it's like isometric, but yeah, in a 3D space. I was going to say space. isometric, but it's kind of not quite, mm. is it? It's a, it's an nitro. It's it's the camera angle, the 45 degree, 60 degree camera yeah. angle isometric. It's more it's like axonometric yeah. rather than isometric. Oh, well, there you go. Those are the correct mm. terms for them. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just a very calming. If you play that game, all your problems will melt away for you know <laughs> a good two hours or however long it takes to complete. It's it's got a really nice gameplay loop. Um, it 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 looks great, and the ending, which I will not spoil, it, it touched me, and it, it was a really it's what I needed at that moment. It was just a really nice yeah. game. So nice. yeah, those are my six and seven. Good. It's um, definitely in my humble library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I remember asking you, I was like, dude, have you played this? It looks really cool. It's out on it's out on just well, normal it, Steam. As it's, as it's featured on your list, Adam, I know I was I was next, but as it's featured on your list, why don't you uh is is there much more you want to say about it? Or? No, it's Sorry? featured in his game library. No, the other oh, game it. Library. Yeah. no I was saying <laughs> it's on his list. No, no, on his... it's a thing I've been really meaning to play and even <laughs> technically right. own but haven't. Because mm. it's me, okay. so okay. even ownership doesn't mean I'll fucking play it. Yeah, that's true. That's now it's that goes for all of us. Right? On Lucy's, on Lucy's yeah, list. actually, um, and it's the right length. Yeah, it's about two two hours. You can spend a bit more time in it, but that's purely optional. Yeah, I think um, my my six and seven are actually similar to yours, Lucy, and that actually, mm-hmm. they're, they're a little bit interchangeable. And I wasn't mm-hmm. sure whether uh, even when I opened my list up, I thought maybe they could sort of switch places, really. Um, but they are Sun the Skies and mm. the Division Two. Uh, two very very different games. Really, uh, Sun of the Skies is <laughs> Sun of the Skies is written fantastically. It's got some brilliant writing, and it's so so dark, and it's just that narrative exploration game mm. delivered in a different way than I'm used to with our kind of with our first person kind of um, you know walking simulators. And yeah. Stuff. This is a narrative-driven game, and whilst there's a little bit of combat, you know, you, it's a little bit of sort of uh, maneuvering the ship about, moving between different ports and things. It is all about that story, and mm. driving forward um, the 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 stories, the, the the characters, the crew that you meet, and the, the and the world itself, uh, written really, really well. The Division Two is completely opposite in that it's all gameplay. It's all about the gameplay with that game. And it's not political, so... Yeah. It's not political yeah. whatsoever. Unlike Sun of the Skies, which has loads of political yeah. undercurrents to it. The Division 2 has no politics in no. there at all. But it's fun. It is fun yeah. to play. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the first game. I knew that I'd like the Division 2. And they have improved on things. You know, it, it's 
it released much like the the division at the end of its you know 18 month um, you know first sort of period you know where they when they tightened up the controls or they've made the shooting feel a little bit better uh, you know it released in that sort of state so as a, as a package as an initial release it was really good mm -hmm. but I, I think I would have featured higher had it have held me longer I just didn't why didn't make my too list too much um, yeah, yeah and, basically and, and, I went to Canada when you guys like you and a couple others in the Outer Lives crew were playing it semi-regularly and I went to Canada for a month, came back, and you guys had a kind of hit top level. And we played a few yeah. times, uh, and I was super low level, and the scaling was all right, to be honest. Like, I think yeah, the mechanic worked fine. But because you guys had already done the main thrust, and it was just re repetition for you, and not, it seemed like the end game wasn't gripping enough for you guys. It was just yep. like, look, I could catch up by myself, or I could force you guys to help me to catch up, but it seems like the only reason you would play is to help me catch up to the boredom yeah. you're facing now. And, yeah, and that's, absolutely. On, honestly, like, taking those three weeks off release, sort of, uh, for me, was the, the death knell for that game. Came back, mm. and it was just... We, we, we sort of, like, I think for the first couple of days, I was actually, like, out-leveled most of you, and then you mm. guys sort of caught up, and then I went away, and then it was yes. just... The, it was just seemed like no point to playing it. Mm. If, if you guys were sort of like, well... We could play Endgame with you, but we should help you get there. But it wasn't we want to play Endgame. We want to get you to, to the place where you can play Endgame with us. It just all became very hypothetical of, like, this is a, a use of mm -hmm. our time together. And that's Completely. ultimately not enough to hold me to one of these types yep. of games. And that's why it didn't make my list. Like, I thought a yeah. lot about it because I put hours into it, which mm. for most games this year did not do. Um, but I didn't feel like there was enough going for it, like... Yeah, and that's fine. I liked I, I completely, completely. I enjoyed it enough by myself. Yeah. Uh, that the, the the gameplay I felt was was fun, and I did a lot of sort of end game stuff. You know, got up to tier two, I think, world tier two, um, and I think again it ended up at that point where it was more of an excuse for like us to hang out, for us to do something and chat for an evening. And play something, which uh, is fine, right? Some yeah, games are perfect. Absolutely, yes, yes. Uh, so again, like with Erica, it's it, it more you know this one features it a little bit higher because it's a fun game to play, yeah. but it was more about that experience of you know hanging out with friends mm. and and playing. Yeah, and just like every Ubisoft game that came out this year, I forgot that came out this year. <laughs> I was like, oh Christ, Division 2? Yeah, and it's yep. probably the best selling game of the year um, after Call um, of Duty. Yeah, I, don't and <laughs> I bet after Call of Duty it's the best selling game of the year. <laughs> it's probably high. And then it's, it's Breakpoint or Far Cry New Dawn. Yeah, I was well, thinking, probably is Breakpoint, yeah. did, did uh, the Crew yeah, 2 let's, come let's, out this year as well or something? No. Or that no, snowboarding game? Year. Oh, Didn't I, 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 I couldn't believe yeah, when you said own. Division Two um, that it came out this year. Yeah. That came and went. Adol, it did. Mm. It really uh, really did. So wait, Adol, the, what's your six and seven? Oh, sorry. Ah. You were, yeah, I couldn't remember. It was what, your you had Division six. Two and what was your other? Uh, Sunless Skies. Sunless yeah. Skies. I just couldn't remember what it was. Um, I have Baba's You up there mm. as number Good six. Choice. 
Um, really like the puzzling. Really, I mean, it, I mean, it speaks to my logician philosopher brain in all kinds of ways. I like <laughs> the fact that it's lateral thinking. The later levels, uh, when I came back to it, sometimes it was the universality of the puzzling in the beginning of the game is definitely what sold me on it and then mm -hmm. it became much more narrow as the game went on so that you had to understand exactly what path they wanted while there were definitely multiple paths in those early levels which is what I was liking yeah, about me, yeah that's why I uh, fell so off that was it my biggest yeah. complaint is you could pass levels in different ways in the beginning and then you just had to figure out what they wanted you to think and that yeah. ruined Massively. why I loved it Mm. Um, yeah, that's why I fell uh, off. Yeah, so actually, uh, having said that, I'm actually going to invert 6 and 7, so that's my number 7, because I actually think I had way more fun consistently, despite not finishing the game, because I'm playing it with a friend who doesn't live in this country. Box Boy, Box Girl, number 6. Yes. Fucking love that game. Uh, it, yeah. is, it is my couch co-op game of the year. It was super fun. I, I played it then went back to Canada, or back from Canada, and then happened to go back unexpectedly because my, my folks helped me get to a family wedding in June, yes. so I went back even though it was just there at Easter. And then we played a bunch more levels, Diane and I, and it was great. Like it, it, yep. it, it picked it up after a month. We both knew what we were doing. We both just played as far as we got. Next time I go to Calgary, I'm going to have my Switch. We're going to try and finish that game. <laughs> like... The only reason I've finished that game is because I started it with my friend, and I want to finish it with my friend. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I would have fucking just played it because I really enjoyed <laughs> it. it. It does it does the session based puzzling really well. It, the cooperation's really easy. Uh, I haven't actually played the single player because I don't see the point. <laughs> Maybe uh, after I finish it, I might go back. It's but, very like, good. That's what I've heard. But like to me, this is a couch co op game. That's why I really like it. It's uh, it's. Yeah. I played the co-op <laughs> levels in single player. Um, uh, Adil, I knew I could count on you. I, I didn't mention it as an honourable mention because I suspected, and you didn't let me down, and you it got to your list. So <laughs> thank you very much. Excellent. I have yeah, manipulated right. you like a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> by, that, by that you Top mean fives. you told me about a good game and I actually spent time playing <laughs> yeah. it so you knew I would talk about it yeah, yeah. yeah. and right. Box Boy Top can't be fives. on my top 10 every year so <laughs> i got to switch it well, up and then is switch Hitman, is Hitman in there somewhere Lucy? Uh, no I didn't um, I barely played enough Hitman this year and I I flog myself every day for it because <laughs> right so what don't you flog yourself for top 5 um I don't Quick flog fire. myself or uh are we gonna do top five? Top Let's five. just do five, four, three, two, one, stop when we need to. A couple okay. might have already been mentioned, so You mean mm. I talked about these um throwaway games <laughs> in my bottom five hey, for ages. We, 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 uh, we do things we backwards. To. Yeah, okay. I said we can stop what we need <laughs> to. We can stop at every single one. <laughs> um my number, just the premise of my, my, my number five is E-Shade. Um, number Ooh. four is... No, 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 it's fine. We, we can jump around. So, you, I mean, let's do, let's do doubles. Five and four? Uh, my number four is What the Golf. Oh, I, I'm so sad it's not been on Android. Otherwise, I would have played the shit out of it. It looked super fun. It's, it's on Switch two, two games... 
two games you played sort of uh, more recently, I mm-hmm. suppose. Uh, Ishe, which we've spoken about a couple of times, uh, it does seem like you really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, it's so pleasant and just relaxing and... Mm. There's nothing else like it, to be honest. Like, yeah. this weird painting, first-person, medieval, anthropomorphic people, animals, painting mm. for them. It, and it's, yeah, it's nice. It's about fulfilling... Arcos furrying? <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it at that. Move on. That's what that game is. <laughs> Move on. Ben, what are your oh. five and four? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what the golf? What the golf? Oh, oh yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 more than I thought. It, I, I played that at like um, EGX a few years ago, or last year, I can't remember. And it's been on my radar for ages, and it expanded and grew into something that I I never thought it would have. It has it has this like Super Mario world over overworld where you have to actually move on this overworld to get to different levels and there's puzzles within that and there's puzzles within the puzzles and there's mm. you know challenge puzzles and it, it always just expands on what is very simple concept but it just keeps it fresh and you know interesting for like the four hour playthrough and it's it's like all, and it and it riffs on all these um other games but not in a very corny mimetic okay. way it, it it does it in a Really intelligent way. It's a really fun nice. puzzle game. Yeah, it's really good. So, so I think one of the best descriptions I heard uh, of it was um, that it, um, it it does it's so good that it can develop really unique, compelling gameplay loops and mechanics, and then throw them away after two minutes because every yeah. it's an entirely it's new different mechanic, but, yeah but but they but there's just so well done that you could make a game out of any individual and they're like now fuck it we've done this once yeah right. learn it cool now we're moving on which is yeah like a very baller approach mm-hmm. of content yeah. that it, I, it's, yeah. um, it, it's like there's there's some levels where it's like okay you think the challenge levels the harder difficulty on those levels it's going to be like oh get it under par do this thing Again, but get it under par, and it, some of those, yeah, and it is the case with some of those levels. But on most of the levels, it's like, okay, you've done this. Now try this completely different mechanic, which doesn't even relate to what you're doing in the in the OG level. Do this as a challenge level. It's just, yeah, it's really good. It's fun. I mean, it's stupid yeah, in all so the it's, glorious it's, ways. I was hoping that for it to come out on Android. Like I think it's, it's on Switch. Mobile game. It's on I think Switch, it's, but. Switch is it touchscreen on Switch? And, and, um, <laughs> it's worth the Switch tax. Let me say yeah, yeah, so I might, I might end up getting it. I was just really hoping by the end of the year, to be honest, it'd come out on Android. Because it seems like it doesn't need any more than phone control. Uh, no, it's really good on a touchscreen. I bought an iPad yeah. iPad for it, so there you go. You have yeah. no excuse. Buy yeah, it on so, Switch. So thinking, to me, it was like, oh, if I wait for it to come out on Android, I can pay a little less, but also play it whenever I'm wherever. It'll, it'll probably come out I held off in nine months' time. Yeah. So it's on Steam, Switch, and probably. Apple Play. Whatever Apple Arcade. Apple Arcade. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start calling Apple Arcade Apple Play. Just gonna happen. Just, just yeah. Google will see you. Um, so, uh, if we're doing fours and fives, uh, yep. my number five is Concrete Genie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that game is on my shelf. F- oh, yes, it is. Well, that's yes. cool. And my number four is Hades. 
Oh. Yeah, I've chatted a lot about Concrete Genie um, mm. over a couple of episodes. Uh, I don't think I've talked a huge amount about Hades. Um, I didn't see that one coming. But, but it's just fun. It's just yeah. really, really fun. It's well built. Um, it is an early access game. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't it technically unreleased still? Yeah, or? So Who cares? If, it, if you can buy it, 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 it counts. It, so... Yeah, what, yeah, I mean, I think it... I think it its initial release was like um, last year last December it doesn't it... matter I had Hollow Knight yeah. as my number was one it? last last year yeah it was alright I bought it this year yeah, it, it's it do- fine then it doesn't it really doesn't matter <laughs> that throws oh. my honourable mentions th- there's not going to be a judicial panel like checking our answers yeah, on this you know, I mean, like, sure yeah okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just um, so can you so given that you've only talked a little bit about it do you want to just remind us yeah, so um, it is um, uh, an isometric-based um, sort of hack and slash. Very similar to something like Transistor. Um, comes from... What I mean, it's from Supergiant. Super right? yeah. yeah. So it, it follows on from that very, very well. But it's um, you know, set in um, like Greek mythology. And you are trying to escape the underworld and and progressing through these various levels through different kinds of play styles so every run that you have so it's very easy to die you start back at the beginning and you start your run again and each level uh, is a set of um, generated rooms almost and what they've done is they've, they've, they've staggered kind of the release so when it released you only had the first two kind of worlds that you could progress through then they released the next one and now they've got the, the, the fourth one which I think is the final one uh, which has come out uh, so it's just it's just super fun and it's very very compelling to mm-hmm. go back and just do another run and try out a different style of right. um, loadouts weapons abilities it's very easy to kind of kit yourself out and feel powerful and then suddenly you'll hit that next level, and they've they've uh, tailored it well enough that actually you feel quite weak as soon as you then hit that next level, and you need to think about things a little more. You need to strategize a little bit more. It doesn't do the same sort of thing as Transistor does, where it, it allows you to play in those two different ways. You can pause the action and plan your moves. Right, right, right. It is just that more in the moment hack and slash style yeah. to play with. So. You've got to be thinking very, very quickly, kind of about what you're doing, and whilst something like the Division Two, you, you, you do have to think quite quickly to react to where enemies are. You generally know here's a wave yeah. of enemies, here's a wave of enemies, yeah, and then here's a boss coming. Uh, Hades mixes up those levels enough that you're like, I don't know what's going to be in this next room. Uh, I I don't know if my loadout and my the the way that I play is going to be you know good enough to defeat this enemy that I may encounter along this way so it still throws in enough randomness that it keeps you on your toes to have to think about things Uh, and it's a lovely art style Mm, the soundtrack's really really good it's well voice acted and, and I mean, they just make such good games. Yeah, all yeah. the uh, super giant qualities. Really, yeah. Mm. Yes. So, yeah, and it's really interesting watching the no clip uh, documentary alongside developing how yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. 
And so, um, I think it's out on Steam um, in a hot minute, or it might already be. It out. is now. Yes, yeah. just come out in the last couple of weeks. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it reminds me of a like 3D Dead Cells. It looks cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, my my only complaint is it looks like it'd be a real fun co-op dungeon crawler, and it's just single player. Mm. Single player is better. Yeah, no, I mean, get I, rid I of your I Diablos. My... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I said I said my only complaint. I didn't say it was a strong. Um, no, no, no. It's binary, you hate it. I hate everything. <laughs> everything right. Supergiant has ever done, obviously. <laughs> you don't, you don't. Let's move on. Yeah. Adult. Four and five. Uh, well, uh, five's a tricky one, because it came out in February 2018. Uh, but I didn't get around to it, and boy did it hit me hard, such that I cried on an airplane... It's Florence. Oh, yes. I, remember, I mean, yeah. that just was one of those mem- memories of a video game in the year that was just like, you know what? That's a top five memory. It's so well done. The, mm. the, the use of mobile phone mechanics and mobile interaction mechanics to tell a story that was emotionally extremely powerful uh, in a short amount of time. If you've been in a relationship and had trouble, you get this game. Um didn't help that there's a brown dude as this one of the main characters. <laughs> yeah, we told you not to play it last year. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you guys literally did. I was, I was, I, I, you guys were like, this is great. Adil, think you're too fragile right now. Yeah. So a year later, I tried We don't to want to break this, man. <laughs> yeah, was still kind of fragile. Cried on a plane. Um, yeah, I mean, I get it. Everyone knows this game was great. If you don't fucking mm. play it, it's super cheap on any mobile platform. Play it on your phone. I think it might be on well. other mm. things. You want to play it on your phone. Mm. Uh, yeah, just so that was my number five. Everyone, I mean, I think we've talked about it a bunch. Uh, you guys definitely. Yep. Spoilers. Yeah, we gushed about it last year. That's end of year mm-hmm. chat yeah, last yeah. year. Uh, so because I'm behind the eight ball, uh, I'm talking about it now. Uh, and then mm. um, my number four uh, is actually if you. Savvy people will notice that basically all my games are Switch games, and that says a lot, given that I didn't play games, but I managed to switch it up. Um, it's Ape Out. Oh, yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Super straightforward, fun. Um, got it, the music, the scoring, yeah. the sound effects, fully working with the scoring, the top-down, very simple premise. Uh, I introduced a handful of people to it. They They cottoned on reasonably well, you know, just so well designed the jazz soundtrack works so good little little touches like when you die it shows you your exact pathing through the level <laughs> means you could either be like oh yeah i wandered out a bit, bit or you could be strategically like oh cool this is now the path i need to take and it just it's, gives both of those it, notions of am i playing this as a fuckboat game am i playing this strategically i'm getting valuable information either way so well the, done the thing is good it's procedurally generated, and I didn't like that about it. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I wish it was more like Hotline Miami, like, tailored. But yeah. I still enjoyed that game. Mm. Very good. I think it's, again, I, I mean, this year I was going for the pick-up, put-down, mm-hmm. but challenging. Yeah, and that really... loop was really satisfying. Yeah. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, even good. if you take a lot of, cha- like, attempts at a level, it never really felt trying and maybe the procedural generation was part of that uh it, it just so like there's a plus to that side but i hear what you're saying mm. i think a different and very fulfilling version of that game would be like 
these are the game plan we're, we're we're introducing. This is the best way to do that because sometimes mm. it was jarring. I'll admit, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. when yeah. they put me down no. a long corridor in the very start of the level, and I had nowhere to go. Not, no, no fucking protection. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I um, think that got snubbed for quite a few like you know soundtrack awards. I was really it's surprised really that the sound wasn't like in mm. any awards because like yeah. again. The fact that, like, smacking people around were symbols that basically was impossible not to feel like they were part of the soundtrack. It's mm-hmm. such a fucking achievement. Um, and yeah. then, just because I've already said this, my number three was Goose Game. We've already talked mm-hmm. about it, so yes. let's roll yeah. to Lucy's number three. Well, or, I was going to say, I think we've probably talked about our top threes quite a, you know, at length during episodes, unless anyone has something completely out of field that we uh, that no, we I'm haven't about both sort of, of mine. discussed I wonder whether we just Lucy list your top three and then we will delve in as we see that cool. I will talk about my number one a little bit more but okay. top three Bloodstained Ritual mm. of the Night Symphony yep. of the Castlevanias <laughs> Um, yep. Number two is the Ouija Mansion Free, and Ooh. to round out the horror theme of my Rise top three, the Ouija. Death yes, Rise of the... uh, yeah, <laughs> it's the hit <laughs> game, it's Death Strand. <laughs> no, um, can't even make that joke. It's uh, Resident Evil Two, which I've it, it didn't change from when did that come out in February, January. It took me like February, a month to yeah, play or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, um, yeah, it. it, it it, I forgot it came out this year, to be honest. I didn't, because it's the best game of the year, by far. Um, forget your <laughs> controls and all that nonsense. Um, Resident Evil 2, I mean, it, it's just so confident in what it wants to do, in what it wants to achieve. And I didn't play the original. Um, I, 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 I played the original Resident Evil, and um, as everyone knows who listens to this, I love Dino Crisis. I love that. Um, like, even though it was tank controls, those are the thing back in the day. I probably wouldn't want a tank control yeah. game now. But I like that. It's the same way I like Metroid. It's like, like tight corridors that enclose space. It's why I like, I don't know, Batman Arkham Asylum. It's that enclosed mm. space and just that setting. It's like the setting means a lot more than even sometimes the gameplay. Um, I get that a lot. Y- yeah, and it reminded me of like playing the first Resident Evil. I, I fell off Resident Evil pretty quick back in the day because when you bring out Dino Crisis, I mean, dinosaurs are cooler than zombies. Like, Come on, let's be real yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but it's, it, but it, it was just so complicated. And I'm a scaredy cat, so I don't play survival horror games. I don't play horror games in general. But I forced my way through it because the gameplay was just so fun. It's it, it's in, it's a beautiful looking game, and there's just so many little details about like how the mm. zombies react to you, and it it's just confident in everything that it wants to do, everything it wants to achieve. The people who made that obviously played the original game to hell and just knew exactly what they wanted to achieve, and they went out and achieved it. It's just yeah. It's and, just great in game design, gameplay, everything. And it's, it's it's obviously done well enough that they very quick and must have already had in development 
Uh, yeah. Originally, it was three for it to be coming out very <laughs> early next year. Uh, but and I'm excited how... for a Resident Evil game, and I haven't been excited for a Resident Evil game ever. You know, mm. <laughs> like I play Resident Evil Five, I never played Four and stuff like that. But it's that like, brilliant. yeah, I I've got it on Game Pass. So I'll get around to it. But it's like, but even that, like you know. That that open space in that Spanish village that isn't as interesting to me as like going for a mansion or a police department or something like that. Um, it, it's 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 just it's such a good game, and it's it's like, what are we doing when the best game of the year is like a remake? But it's a very good, very 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 good game. You know, we we see you know? this we see this in Hollywood all the time, mm. don't we? You know the same story told in a slightly different way, yeah. written by someone. Your screen, the screenplay is by someone else, and yeah. it's acted by different people, and it's it's the same story. Yeah. It's a reimagining, it's the same yeah. Title or something like yeah. you know, it is, it is, it is. It's mm-hmm. different enough yeah. that it is a it is a different experience. But you, I, I would play through it and think actually this is it's a very different experience. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I expect mm-hmm. to have the same kind of experience as I did in the original. Resident yeah. Evil 2, whereas you won't. You will have a different experience playing that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and a lot of it has to do with the, the just the move of the, the camera controls. Yeah, so the, the, over the, the shoulder. They've recreated yeah, yeah. all the exact same maps, etc. Yeah. The fact that you are going from a fixed to a person-based camera means a lot of the moves just feel different, right? Yeah, and it's a lot more personal um i'm glad the next resident evil isn't first person because that would probably scare me too much um but yeah this is my uh game of the year uh goes to capcom and it was awarded by um the good old folks uh who make doom because if doom eternal came out this year that would have been (laughs) (laughs) so uh congrats capcom uh you're doing good work nowadays Uh, well done there's too many games coming out next year um (laughs) Yeah, but yeah. So, go play Resident um, Evil Two. It's so good. I'll I'll run down my um, my top three, but I don't know which one I'm going to talk about. So well, if uh, it's not three, number one, what are you doing? <laughs> no, no, no. It's only because I talked about number one at yeah. length. Okay, I think I know at which one it is. Absolute length. <laughs> um, number three is Control. I know you didn't. I think it's a good game. It it's a good as game. As much as I did, Lucy. But mm. I, I platinumed it. I wanted to keep playing. I enjoyed the powers. It, it just, it, it felt, at least for me, it felt good. Um, yeah. I'm not going to crap all over it, Ben. We'll do that on a January podcast. <laughs> January, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, number two is Observation. Yes. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I it, again, is one of those games where I want to go back to to try and you know pick out different things and sort of see and experience but actually i i got a lot out of that first playthrough and i don't think you know it's going to be at least another 6 months or so before i go back to it mm-hmm. because the story is written so well just that that space horror and look, i love i love a good space game yeah i love a good horror game <laughs> it it Fit so well together that it just resonated enough that the writing, being as as good as it was, and the uh, the, the sort of the cinematography of it, 
the way that they set the scenes and you know they flashed something in front of you in in one of these space station tubes the lighting just cut out and then suddenly you see this just form move across and those sorts of things it just was just 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 shot so so well um kind of combining the two mm-hmm. is my number one which is a plague tale innocence yeah oh yeah, I, I, I no, this yeah. is the one I regret not playing the most. Um, I mean, I, I did not expect to enjoy this game as much as I did. Uh, again, written very well. The characters are played very well, uh, especially if you kick it into the French uh, mm, language yeah, and you have that. the subtitles mm. on. The, the emphasis on certain things is a little bit different to the to the English sort of uh, playthrough. And, uh, you know, I'm not that good with French. I'm okay, but um, occasionally, you know, I'm not going to quite get the tone in the French version versus the English one. But actually, the way that this is acted, you do. You know that there's this urgency. Okay, I'm going to play it in French and, then. And, and I've heard that. And it's, yeah. the, the setting is dark and it's grim and the the mood everything as a whole package just works so so well and it looks fantastic the lighting mm. in that game yes. especially great. with it being the main mechanic the way the things are lit and keeping those rats away from you it's it's it works really well as a mechanic but it also works just to set the tone mm. to, to 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 give you that atmosphere to make you feel like Everything is coming in on you. Yeah, that it is that it is a grim, grim fucking place to be. Yeah, but as as a package, I think that um, is is the best for me this year. And everything from the 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 aesthetic, the writing, the sound, the gameplay, it, it all gels so well mm-hmm. that just sits above everything else yeah. for me this year. I mean that opener I can tell everything that you just said like it's so good the only, I just didn't want rats to eat my face all year I don't know what it was, it's just like I just didn't want to play something so dark cause like I, mean, I think that's yeah. perfect <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, it's, it's the one I regret not playing the most it's the one I really I thought play out of wilds first and yeah. and then Plague Tale, but then time it runs away. Yeah, yeah, well, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely the first one you get to next year. Yeah, mm. definitely. And I awkwardly have um, Outer Worlds, which I suspect would be oh, top of my list, but I didn't get around to playing it. Um, so it'll yeah. have a feature <laughs> in a year. Uh, and, and of course, now that teaching's over, I'm probably gonna put it in in the next like seven days. But um, I also kind of so you were so effusive, Ben, on a Plague Tale that I wanted to like be able to dedicate time, mm. so it didn't end up even trying to get it. Um, yeah, but I've put it back on the list. Uh, I suspected that might like. Just going over our conversations the past year, I suspected that would be super high. Mm. Um, because, again, you were effusive and it like had staying power. Um, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I, it, it's definitely one that I think 
you know, I came on after playing it, I wrote a, wrote a review for it, came on afterwards and said, hey, th this is why this game is fantastic. And then the week after, I'm like, yeah, but this game is still really good. And I'm still thinking about it. And it's it's stuck with me, you know. Uh, so much about it, whether it's the relationship, you know, the brother-sister relationship, whether it's the situation that they're in, whether it's the slightly mystical, medieval kind of element to it, it just, it, it kind of, it hit a lot of notes that I really, really like. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those, but as you, you do have to be in the right mood for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, in 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 the interest of um, getting on time, half mm, yeah, Call yeah. of Duty. <laughs> uh, my number two game is a game that I think I owned in 2018, but didn't really start playing until 2019. Um, talked a bit about it on our episode 150. Uh, it's Octopath. Just oh. a solid JRPG. Oh, wow. I get it. I get no one gives a shit about it in 2019. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Oh, yeah. I, but I honestly enjoyed the shit out of it. Like, no. Um, yeah. I told you guys, old games, uh, what I liked was it felt like a JRPG, but the mechanics were updated and, and were unique. Uh, I'm actually kind of sad in 2019 that no one else has sort of run with that. Like... Okay. The the battle system, uh, they've already come out with a new game, I think, haven't they, the Octopath people? That's how out of date this recommendation is. I don't know, have um, you played Fire Emblem or Dragon Quest? I don't know. I don't know anything about JRPGs. I literally have not played anything recently. I mean, if you've um, just finished Octopath, then there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we, are, we committed to JRPGs games we've played. Yeah. No, I um, agree. But yeah, JRPGs I just I liked it. I liked the... My biggest complaint about the game is it kind of doesn't matter who your main character is because you kind of just have to go through the winding path of everyone. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That kind of let me down. Um, but I like the, the the generic mechanics, which are super important on a JRPG. Great. Uh, yeah. And it, the writing was good. You know, I picked Cyrus the Scholar, not the most strongest. Um, most strong, good lord. Uh, starting character, <laughs> given that they're the one person you can't sub out, but like that's fine. I liked the fact that later in the game, you can get items that will basically give subclasses to other people, so they get the base ability. So you can spread some of that love out, so you can have mm. a thief without having a thief, because you can give your ranger thief abilities, that kind of thing. Um, although all the like weak classes, like my favorite build, like run is like the merchant the thief, the uh, scholar, and the dancer, which is, like, vastly underpowered. But I, I, I like I liked the fact that all of these um, jobs were just, like, had unique things. Like, uh, they, they didn't just have the standard, like, RPG, you know, warrior, mage, healer, um, DPS, mm. tank, healer, a magic DPS or something like that. Uh, and so you could really play with those things. And with the shrines that gave you access to basically sub-jobbing, uh, you could have your weak team have a little more like healing or something. Because mm -hmm. you're going to slog through more fights, but they're going to be more fun because you're doing stupid shit. 
Like, <laughs> every time I fight, I'm going to make sure that whoever has some sort of thief ability is going to steal, because that's maximizing the efficiency of my fights. Like, I like the, the bullshit builds you could do in that game. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the story was enough to keep me coming back. And again, I think that's the story for me mm-hmm. in 2019 was I didn't have a lot of time for games. And if I took uh, a few weeks off, chances are a game died for me. And mm-hmm. if it didn't, mm. you made my list. Yep. Who cares? <laughs> I came back. Even if I came back, even if I started a year after I bought it and came back three months after I took a break, I still came back. And that's kind of why yeah. Octopath sort of fit that niche. Dug its claws into you. Yeah. Uh, mm. And then um, I was kind of surprised, but I really thought about things. And the game that surprised me the most that I actually finished, that is a very idyll game, SteamWorld Quest. Ooh. It just did all the things right. Consistently. Yeah, that's yeah. a good. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. Yep. Didn't care for the story, but. It's a I card like game that got me interested. You know, it's a good game. Yeah. They make great games, you know? Let's not uh, beat around the bush. They're great. Yeah, I mean, part form. of it is just I like the SteamWorld games, but I mm. really like this one. Uh, I ended up just bashing through it in a way that most games don't grip me. Uh, it scratched my card game itch. It scratched my RPG itch. It, um, I didn't finish it all off the first thrust, but almost, and then wanted to come back. Mm-hmm. And those were kind of the things I thought about, given that I barely played 15 games this year, like, properly. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so what makes you a top 10? Well, the one I wanted to finish, the one that I wanted, didn't want to put down, and the one that I came back to afterwards and still finish. Yeah. yeah. Again, like, I, I figured, I, like, looked at why I picked the other ones. I'm like, nope, that's the number one. <laughs> <laughs> totally, I wouldn't have called it, but it makes perfect sense on my criteria. Yeah. So, Steve yeah, World when, Quest. When you actually... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Logically think about it, that one just hits more than everything else. Mm. It, it meets those criteria perfectly. Yeah. What about mm. Slay the Spire? Did you play that? I did finish it. I kind of. There's, there's no finishing that Quest, game. I think. I, so, to be honest, what happened was uh, I was also playing Magic the Gathering Arena, uh, and I was playing SteamWorld Quest, and it's like, I'm kind of like. Finished SteamWorld Quest. I was yeah. like, oh, another card game. Oh, it's a roguelike. And I was like, I'll come back to this at some point. And I never came back to it. Yeah. Mm. Um, That's why I bounced I... off Slay the Spire. This quest yeah. you can finish in like, what, 10 hours? So... Oh, yeah. And and the yeah. thing is, yeah. And I definitely did some min-maxing. Like, I, I did some stupid strategy. I'm like, okay, what is the most nonsense team I can come up with that if I get the right build will trounce everything? Yeah. And it took a while to figure that out, but I like, yeah, I really enjoyed. In, like, you can play that game with like the first three characters you get, and I did. Swaps. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it because I, I, once I had the full roster, I started to really try and figure out how I could balance things, mm-hmm. and it fed my min maxing really well. Yeah. I like definitely like fucked up like in a, in an area of the game where it should have been easy because I was like. What about these three weak characters and these like nonsense builds? But then I figured out how to get through that part, and then I had a really really strong build for the rest of the game, and I felt like this was me playing that game for me, not just mm. trying to finish mm. it. And that's what I really liked, right? Like it was taking no strong, none of the strong characters, and being like, I will win this game mm. based on the types of characters and and magic and whatever like moves that I enjoy playing, and I figured out how to make it so I could do that. 
and it's flexible enough of a game that you can play kind of on your own terms. It just takes a little bit of grinding to figure out what the balance is if you aren't taking, like, you know, fighter, healer, support. If you're trying to do, like, multiple supports with, like, mage as main DPS, then you're going to hit enemies that, that, like, you have to have Mm. a balance of your non-DPS characters have to be able to do physical hits to build up their, like... Steam? Battle point steam gears or whatever. <laughs> but, like, they need to be kind of physical because if you are if you hit an enemy who's main DPS uh, or who isn't weak to magic, then you need, to, you need to fill that gap in. So given that mostly they're trying to build up gears, you can just you f- make them do physical DPS, main hitter magic DPS, and then if you hit an enemy who's just like, nope, fuck off magic, you're like, cool, well then my build-up moves end up being my power hitters. And, like, yeah. it's that type of thing I really liked was, like, they're, like the support characters tended up to build um, gears cheaply with bullshit physical hits, but it, it understanding there was a good trade off there for when I hit an enemy that my main strategy wouldn't work for. Given that I was just building up gears, suddenly those hits were happening well, and so like I could invert exactly the same moves and I could balance that that way. Like that's what I liked about that game was you could beat it on just whatever terms, or you could like try and min max it and mm-hmm. it was really easy to float between the two like mm. at any point if i was struggling i could just have been like yeah well except for the fact that i haven't level been leveling these couple characters like i know exactly how to beat these optimally which is just like a couple of heavy hitters i'll just sw- swap them out beat that boss whatever but i liked going to a boss i wasn't optimized for and figuring that out and that's yeah and it was nice. flexible enough that i could it would involve changing the deck for the individual characters but i could if I was paying enough attention and learning enough from the game, I could have the same characters and switch their decks such that they could handle the difference without ever having being like, oh, no, this isn't a magic heavy fight. I should go to a physical heavy fight. No, I can figure mm-hmm. this out. These are the characters I give a shit about. I will just change my deck style. And that's what I like. Nice. You went into yeah. it in a much more granular way than me. That's, that's <laughs> kind of what I but, but Yeah, which is like, great. You know, it yeah, offers why, both why play I like styles. that game a lot. Yeah. But it's also, it, it says something about the game that it's that it has that depth to mm. it. That absolutely the, the depth to it that isn't required. Mm-hmm. As I mean, well. I think that's I like that my, one of the main reasons. Baby ass like card games. Yeah. Where yeah. I can just... Well, like so, the fact that both of us finished it, Lucy, and you give no shits about card games, and you still enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, that's Worthy one of the reasons number that one. I was like, yeah. no, this floats up because. I'm a nerd on card games, and it mm. satisfied all of that, but it definitely didn't need all of that. Like, mm. That's some really well-designed gameplay. Yeah, no, I love Steam War games. Good. Played every single one of them, and they're great. So that's my game of the year. Nice. Huh? So, Hooray. yes, Resident Evil 2, Steam World Quest. And... What remains of said. Florence and the Machine, right? That's what <laughs> it's called. A Plague Tale... Innocence are our games of the year. They're our favourite games from this year. In a big list of games that we enjoyed playing. Any of our top tens and mm. multiple games that we talked about this year are games that people should seek out. Uh, dependent on your mood and the, what you enjoy. Yeah. And we didn't play any good games like uh, Sekiro or Disco Elysium. We're just a fake gamer yes. podcast. Oh yeah, we're, we're, we're all filthy casuals. There were no two deaths stranding. Which is the mashup of Sekiro and Stranding Deaths. Um, yeah. <laughs> what we days gone? 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and if you've got through our top tens of this year, you probably listen to us all the time. So I'm at Nova underscore forty seven. Lucy is at Juicy Lucy Nine. Adel is at the Omni Arc. We are at Tanked Up Cast. I am gonna split these episodes because we're almost two hours for this yeah, one. The file one. size will be too big Galaxy for me brain to move. upload. We never time this right. Exactly. We'll get it but right. Do you one like year. how I'm making it really hard for you to edit around that point where like you could edit this out, but blah, because you're like, I will edit this. I'm like, cool. I will make it impossible for you to edit around this, because that's my job. As co-host, derailer, extraordinaire. <laughs> yep. So join Wait, us. Just call me a bike part. Join, join us for the next episode, which will be our games of the decade. But then, our games of the year, 2019, Resident Evil 2, A Playtale Innocence, Steam World Quest. Play those games. The Quiet then, Man. Fucks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>